0: Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I am truly grateful and thankful for all my viewers and everybody that has supported me throughout everything and giving me their feedback and also topics of what I can talk to about being a single parent and the daily struggles we go through. So, today's topic I'm going to talk about is co parenting from different states. Now, this is actually going to be part one. Part two is actually going to be discussing it with different people who are single parenting and how they manage day by day, time by time. And I'm going to tell you, it is not easy co parenting from different states. And as a mom, you kind of got to look at the other parent's perspective and put yourself in their shoes and how they feel that you have probably 90% of the time with the child or children and so forth and so forth on. So I'll tell you a little bit about me before I can go into a little bit of how I did it how I co-parent with the other parent and how I manage and how is it working but like I said everybody situation is very different and it's refreshing to hear from other people so with me I have two boys and as a states I talk about my boys of course single parenting (laughs) I talk about my kids a lot and I lived in Illinois at one point, and born and raised Illinois, should I say. And so I definitely was in a relationship for a very long time, the longest relationship I've ever been. And of course, you know, kids were (laughs) created throughout that. And we we thought we could build a life, but you know, one person goes left, the other person goes right. And you have to, as a parent, think, what's best for the child, also what's best for your life as well, to better your child's situation, and so as time goes on throughout the breakup, I've noticed a lot with my breakup, it was the town that I was in was not going to be beneficial for my family that I'm creating, that I have, I'm not, my town has gone downhill, should I say, it's not the perfect a place you want to raise your children, and as well as education-wise, as well as career opportunity-wise, it was not, and so I had to make that decision to move out of the state of Illinois, and I didn't know exactly where I wanted to move to. I actually was, you know, my kid's father told me how he thought I was bluffing because I wanted to moved to Texas, California, Arizona, New Mexico, stuff like that. Still on my body list. (laughs) But I had to sit and thoroughly think to myself. So here's my thing. So I sat and planned out in my journal I have everything if you ever come to my house I have different journals with different topics or different agendas so I have um a journal for my podcast I have a journal for the kids agenda I have a journal for my thoughts I have a um a journal for my bills and how what days they need to be paid and agenda of the goals I have in life so I have different um agenda journals everywhere around this house. So I do a lot of writing and creating. So as I was preparing myself to move because I did not want to be in the state of Illinois because one, I'm not a Chicago girl. I'm not a city girl. I'm not moving to the city. That's actually Chicago is really bad. I'm not gonna um, move my kids there. But everywhere you go, you know, you gotta face the challenge of crim- crime and <sighs> battling a lot of things. So you just pick your battles should I say and Chicago was not so when I took the time to sit and reflect on a lot of things I said okay Georgia is the place that I want to go to reason being is because I've kind of half-assed grew here for like 20 something years on and off and it's a place that I know it's a place that I can plant my roots here temporarily maybe or permanently it's a military town and that I live in it's a military town and it has a lot of structure and I think it'll be best for my family my little family that I have to move there I have my dad's family here to help me a little bit So it helped a little bit instead of moving to a strange town and have completely no one. So it kind of, you know, as I decided to move, it took me some time to figure out exactly what I need to do, how to plan this really thoroughly. So I applied at different jobs and I had one bite and I applied for a year actually um, from when my son was born because I knew my relationship with my kid's father was definitely gone and there was no um building it back again like it was gone it was it was in the fire and it was burnt so I applied at so many other jobs and stuff like that and I got one that bite, and they hired me right on the spot when I went for my interview and I had like literally a week and a half to go now when I broke it down to my kid's father that we were leaving Um, his heart was crushed. And I, that was the hardest thing for me because I did want my kids to be around their dad and grow up with that bond that they have. But I also had to, like he had to understand, or I had to put it like, look, I'm not taking him away, but I have to do what's best for me. If I'm going to do this by myself, because we had our ups and downs throughout everything and I won't go into depth with that because that's not what this is about it was just the fact like 90% of the kids are with me I have to do better financially, mentally, physically emotionally and I have to better myself and honestly to God moving to Georgia was the best thing ever I have never experienced so much with living here I've I've met wonderful people. I've actually conquered a lot of things here than I would have in Illinois. Um, I've moved up the ladder. I've built bonds with certain people and I've networked where I'm utilizing it for other things that I'm actually building my empire compared to what I was doing in Illinois. And it was the best thing ever. It was the best feeling ever to be in a different town and to build your empire with a lot of positive people a lot of uh, goal-oriented people so the relationship with the parents it can be really rocky because sometimes the parents lose sight of what's best and it took like I said it's very hard on the other parent because they are now noticing I'm not gonna see my kid every day and this is what I say to people because I came from a home where my parents divorced when I was fourteen, but I still had that up to fourteen years, and I still you know got to go and visit my dad, and he was in the same state. He was like literally probably like two miles away. So and I got my license so I can go visit my dad and stuff like that. But it takes a toll on a child a lot when parents are not together, but it also takes a toll on a child when parents are together and they're forcing themselves to be together for the sake of you know the children and my kid father wanted to be together just for the kids and i was just like that's faking the funk i'm not doing that so in order for everyone to be happy we have to do what's best for us to help our kids grow and it's like the most craziest thing ever and you feel guilty but you at the end will be like your child will thank you because I kid you not, my kids are doing sports. I mean, like, not saying they can do sports in Illinois, but the age difference of the sports in my hometown compared to here. And then the opportunities that they have here compared to Illinois, it's, uh, it's amazing. And so, and my kids, their education talent has been recognized. And so it's, like I said, there, there were some pros and cons with it. And there was some arguments and there were some threats. Trust me, there was threats. Of course, everybody likes to make threats. People love to make threats because that's people are all talk and it kind of sucks. It's not going to better nobody and it's not going to better the children's life or the child's life. You know, if you have multiple, or one or multiple. It's not. You have to put aside your selfishness and think of the kids. If you feel like the move is genuinely good for the kid, then let it be what it is. Um, what my mom said is, um, if it's not broke, don't don't. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Whatever that quote is. So I mean, like I said, the first year was kind of rocky. Um, he didn't like it, and there was times like I was making the trip back and forth to Illinois for the first year because one, I was homesick, because I was trying to adjust with not knowing nobody here. And I was used to being with my friends, you know, on the weekends. They're doing something. I'm here. I can't just get up and go and see them. But as I got to the point where I like, you need to start making time to come here, that will be greatly ideally because it's no fair that I'm putting in, you know, I'm already doing 90% of the work as a parent, probably actually 100% because I do you know live in a different state um you know ideally we had to come up with a plan and everything and so centrally I will go home for Christmas anyways because my family will always get something going Thanksgiving wasn't Thanksgiving was a Georgia thing Um, and Christmas was a thing where I go back home for at least a week or two because my office was off for at least a week or two. So I was like, why would I be home when I can go home to my home state, be with my friends until New Year's and come home so I can at least have like a good memory. But that's just me. So the reason why I, like I said, the reason I moved is like I said, I am a single mom and I had to provide for my kids if I'm doing this by myself and I'm not, having my significant other who's the father of my children or anything like that and the town that I lived in wasn't providing the opportunity and space for me and my kids to grow I need to venture off and there was no nearby town <laughs> that was doing that and as I you know and my kids need to see different stuff outside the world so how we maintain co-parenting from different state, it does start off a little hard. It does start off a little rocky, which that's everybody, because they're trying to get used to how everything is. They're test trying the the schedule of how they want to see their kids and stuff like that. And so I always offered, you know, look, okay, my phone is open for you to call him. Just give me a heads up so I know that I'm around him because you know they could be here and I can be running to the store whatever the case may be it's just let me know I would never block the communication off with your kids always as a parent let the other parent know school functioning um include them in with a lot of the school activities that's going on they have this new thing called class dojo it's been actually around for a minute um that kind of thing class dojo so they kind of can see their child's um their children's activity and stuff i just send pictures from the class dojo to my kid's father i don't um i didn't add him onto it but i just send it to him so he can see like the little details of the pictures and stuff because it's really um like parent teacher conference and that kind of thing because he's his schedule his work schedule is a lot different than mine especially since you know like i said i'm here so it kind of sucks a little bit. But that's where, you know, I, when I talk to other people, because people ask this question, you know, how are you doing with single parenting? And your kid's father is in this town and he's doing this. He come and goes when he pleases. He says, and I tell them, you know, this is the price you pay when. You know when people don't meet eye to eye and they separate, this is what the price is. The price is to pay if you want to be a better person and fight for your child to come back and the mother come back. You're you're messing up a happiness with your child and you're bringing other people down because, like I said, the mother or the father can be the father that you know the sole provider. Um, you're bringing them down from growing, and that's hurting your kids because your kids they're trying to provide for that child. They're trying to give that child the best life because they're doing two parent jobs, you know? Because, I mean, there's different cases where parents are 50%, you know, 50-50, 75%, you know, that kind of thing, and it kind of sucks. But how it affects both parties, it does, because like I said, the other parent is not seeing what the other child is doing. their children's doing you know they're not able to put their kids to sleep at night they're not able to say hey can I come get him on the weekends? it's you know a different state and I don't know how far like I said I'm from you know Illinois and I came to Georgia so this is two what two states away um so it's like you can't come you know have skip away to go put your kid to sleep it's actually you have to take time off work out of your income to come to your child's state. just like vice versa for me to come to that state for you to see your child and then this has to go on until that child's 18 or at least old enough to get on a plane which you know some parents are not like yeah nah, I ain't doing that I'm not I'm, I'm not putting my kid on a plane I don't care if you're 16 17 years old you're not getting on the plane by yourself like mm-mm. Um, that's just how overprotective I am but it affects a lot um, with work ethics and everything because you're constantly taking some days off because you want to spend at least four days with your child but you're, you're trying to get all that in when you're just like dang i really want to like spend the you know money through friday every day 24 7 kind of thing but you can't because you know you live over here and your child lives over here so it kind of affects a lot and then as the parent is kind of like it does it does affect because they're missing out on something they're missing out on like oh you know he he said this word or, oh, my God, I went to parent-teacher conference or I went to um, a Christmas concert. And, I mean, yeah, you can tell them, but let's say they couldn't get it off and of come, So they're missing out on a big part of their children's life and all those things. And then when it, um, as time goes on, you know, if the other parent is dating somebody, now you have to sit here and say, dang, this person is in my child's life 24-7. You know, going to every event, um, watching all the milestones of my child. And it's like, dang, you know? So it affects uh, another parent tremendously. And I never, like, I understand it. And, you know, there's really honestly, I'm not moving back to Illinois, but I understand. And I tried to figure out, like, okay, look, you know what I'm saying? You put in your work, you put in effort, you really do want to see your child. I'm going to make that happen you know I've tried to pull my part no matter what my relationship is with my kid's father no matter the hate I have for him it's not about me and it's not about him it's about that you know the kids that we brought into this world that he needs to be part of and you have to put that selfishness um, to the side to be honest how to explain to the parents or the other parents It is really crucial because of court. um, You have to, if you think legally term, uh, you have to. If you look in different states, everything is a little bit different. Illinois is a little different. I looked into it, and so I mean, you know, some parents could be better and be like, I'm gonna take you to court and be selfish. There are some parents out there that are extremely selfish and don't care about nobody else but themselves, and so they could do legal court actions. And you have to when you are kind of moving to a different state you kind of got to like talk to the parent I did but you have to give them like a notice just like you give your job um, a two-week notice or um, an apartment or a rental property some notice that you're leaving so that's what you have to do and so yeah the communication has to be open it has to be very 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 open and because that's the only way that's going to help you get make co-parenting freaking smooth as hell now I'm not 100% gonna say my co-parenting is 100% smooth because it's not because we're we all as parents are gonna have our bumps and roll row because one of us has to be right or both of us are right but you know as and we have to be in control of a lot of things and I'm guilty of that but um is the fact like, you know, I'm around him and I know him a little bit. I know his, you know, thing and it sucks. And I feel so, you know, I'm like, look, get to know your kid kind of thing. So you have to have an open book and a communication. You have to make arrangements so they can see the child or the children um, via FaceTime, phone conversations, uh, make sure. I know every event that my kids have. I'm taking pictures, sending them. I don't care if we're. You know, we're at a beach or we're at a lake or we're just biking or hiking or (laughs) just playing video games. I'm taking pictures because these are little milestones because you really originally like you're off work but you're not here, you're in a different state. So you try to include the parent as much as possible in that child's life to know like, hey, I still appreciate you and I appreciate everything that you're doing And I'm just letting you know, yes, we live in a different state, but, you know, I'm going to make sure you still have that bond with your child. And it kind of is, like, not the bond that you want, but it is still going to be a strong bond. And that's my goal, is to still make a good, strong bond with that, with my kids and their dad, and it kind of sucks. And, it you know, there's a lot of, you know, still some bumps in the road like I said you know I'm still learning this role and it's been two years and it's still learning process a curveball for me I'm just giving you my experience and how I am trying to slowly manage it so the outcome that came about it like I said the first year was a little rocky There were like I said there was a little threats and everything but you try to make do and that's when I had to put my foot down saying okay there's times you can come down here because I'm tired of coming up there and we drove which is a 10-hour drive so that was a little too much for me um but it's like you know times for that make arrangements you know meet halfway uh we still are working on that one but you know meet halfway wherever you guys are at so you guys can exchange the child or the children um so that you got at an appropriate time and then come back to you know your regular right, right, life right, right. My outcome, it got better uh, once our son started elementary school. Like, he started elementary school, and my other one had started third grade of time. So, it was where I was like, okay, he's starting elementary school, so you can come here. I won't knock you down. I would love for you to come on the first day of school because it's elementary. Like, oh my God, it's like college. And I definitely, I think I cried on my way to work when I like oh my god like what is this my mom did too she cried she really cried and she's like oh my god you know it's the little one he's (laughs) he's the little one he's so little so me my older son he's just like oh my god you guys are so cheesy It's, it's funny um i always include him in the decisions or things i want my kids to do like okay football season's coming up um I want them to do ballet, you know, just things you include them in as if they were here. Never try to make that parent seem like an outcast of their child's life because, you know, they already can't be around their kid as often as they want, but never make them feel like an outcast to their um, children. They still have to build that bond with them and my sons they love to be around them their dad because it's like okay we're tired of mom we want to be around you know and, I, and I'm like all right that's cool because I need my break so um one method like honestly that really helped me in a way is like I said this is communication you have to communicate you have to come up with a schedule like um agenda for the year if you can come up with a year schedule and pinpoint like all right so the kid's going to go this weekend so we're going to do this either we're going to be halfway here or we're going to go all the way to Illinois or you're going to come all the way here um to Georgia that kind of thing so you have like a yearly schedule set that you can abide by um some people have court order kind of things right now we don't and that's i would rather keep it because it damaged the kids a little bit because you know they're going through you know so much like okay we're getting tugged over here so that's the kind of thing that i was saying um what needs to be like really open like i said the open communication as well uh, finances because um you know you got to make sure they're on board with a lot of your decisions that you make as a parent especially the rules and of everything that is going on with parents that are not married so as in different states you might want to just look up like you know if you're not married to you know the mother most likely the mother is you know the one that makes all the decisions until you guys go to court and figure out like who gets really custody of everything but you have to like I said, it's it's not about you and it's not about him, it's about the children that's gonna be um, the most big factor and that you have to work on. And li- literally living here, it took me some time to realize a lot of things. I did a lot of mommy groups, counseling um, with mommies, single moms around the area. Um, especially like the ones that are in the military because those are the ones that move around a lot and they're single moms so you know they're going through what they're going through as well as for the kids because you know like I said it can traumatize the kids in a way it can damage the kids and the kids can feel like oh my god what's going on kind of thing so it's like you have a lot of support groups in your area that will help you get through what you need to get through because like everybody's situation is not like Everybody, like I said, I'm still working on the kinks, but this is what methods that help me to make at least my life a little bit smoother as a single parent and co parenting from a different state. And there's can be a lot of people that's totally going through hell or probably have like a clean slate, and it's like so easy for them. And it's like if you just set the BS to the side, it makes life so much easier that you set everything to the side and that you can focus on the children and their needs and their wants with each parent because not being a single parent is really hard and you really want somebody to turn to to be like hey you know your kid's bad talking y'all go in that room and shut that down so it kind of like really sucks a little bit and you have to like take your time on a lot of it and like I said like it's just like a relationship in marriage you have to have a communication an open foundation to build to better your kids life and it's like you can't always be selfish and you have to be really supportive and it's not about who is the favorite parents and stuff like that as long as you guys are on the same page and I see a lot about parents over here trying to turn one k- their kids into one parent or you know against the other parent and that's kind of sad but it's just like you know you have to have the open communication and be on the same page with a lot of things and come up with an agenda and a plan to get your child to spend time with your child and it's very crucial like I said I've gone through a lot the first year and probably still a little bit but it's not as bad as it was the first year where you have to like have that agenda where it's like okay we're coming here we're you know this day or you know oh you're coming into town this day let them have their fun with their children and so you have to come up with that plan and hopefully it all works for you and how co-parenting from a different state and I hope everybody can come to a median to co-parent very well like I said it's still um, a learning curve for me and I'm still learning it but I do hope that a little piece of my advice and my opinion helps a little bit to help parents that are co-parenting from different states can help see their children a little bit more and help the parents hopefully have a strong bond it's all about the kids it's not about the parents and we all should see that because at the end of the day the kids are the one that's going to hurt and be mentally scarred and we don't want our kids to be mentally scarred so much stuff going on in the world right now and we just want you know kids love their parents they love mommy and they love daddy and when you see those kids be with their mommy and daddy it's the best feeling in the world so you want them to have that moment and you will be so grateful and happy because you know you see your child smile when they see the other parent even you know when you're together oh that's so cute and nobody predicts the future of breakups you know that's the least thing everybody wants to think about is breakups and how they have to go their separate ways with kids and stuff. I mean, it's it's America's society now. Um, there's a lot of people that are being raised in single parent homes, and it's America's society, and it's so sad. But we have to come together as a unit to make it work as single parent home. And like I said, when you're on the same page with discipline with everything, it makes life so easy. But you have to have that mature parent which kind of hurts because some people don't have that maturity parent and so it kind of backfires a little bit but i hope my advice and everything worked out for you guys and if you guys want to give me feedback on topics that you guys would love to hear of how i deal with co-parenting or just being a single mom in general please email me at brit b-r-i-t-t NIC5711 at gmail.com and just throw some topics out there. That'll be superb. You guys have a great night.